Welcome to episode number 63 of the Student Manager Podcast. It's your host, Fonger News. I'm actually in Nashville with Ole Miss Student Manager, Senior Austin Roberts. Austin, are you going to tell the audience how we ran into each other and how we're sitting here in the lobby on the second floor on Selection Sunday? Yes, it is Selection Sunday. Uh, you know, it was kind of, I guess you would say, fate that brought us together. We met in the elevator, riding down to the first floor lobby, and uh, kind of started chatting it up and found out we were both managers and, uh, you know, you were doing the podcast and everything. And I said, man, yeah, I'll, I hope you do one. And that's how we got it going. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. If you have Ole Miss stuff on, we're obviously staying here in the SEC tournament uh, hotel where the teams are staying. And you're in the elevator. And one thing I always teach students or anyone on my guests or any young person I'm talking to is be curious. Ask a question, right? I'm like, hey, Ole Miss? I go, uh, what are you guys doing? Or how did you do? Where'd you stay? And, then, and you said, well, we're staying here. We're going to watch Selection Sunday. And then I said, by chance, are you a student manager? Because I... Austin, no offense, you're not like 6'6", six, six, no, no, like 210. No, no. I'm only like 5'8", right? <laughs> so uh, I said, are you a student manager? And that's how we're here. So thank you for being here. No I know you just got through with a team meal and yep. you have team practice coming up. Now, where will you practice? Are you guys going to go back over to Bridgestone or where will you practice? Uh, we're actually going to Memorial Gymnasium at Vanderbilt. Okay. And so we've actually been kind of practicing there just a little bit. Uh, you know, between there and Bridgestone, uh, Vandy's actually been, you know, really nice they've allowed like all the sec teams at the tournament to come there at like a lot of times to practice for about an hour get some shots up different things like that excellent now selection sunday is going to be a little bit later on today and obviously uh you lost to lsu who's playing in the championship uh game today against alabama who's a very very good team and by the time this podcast comes out we'll either know uh, who won that game but Ole Miss, you guys are going to watch the selection show Sunday here, and what are we hoping for? Uh, you know, obviously we're hoping to make the tournament. Uh, you know, I, I think we have a pretty good resume. We're one of only three teams in the country that are undefeated against top 25 teams. Uh, the only team that has more wins against top 25 is Gonzaga, and uh, us in Florida State are tied with three wins. Uh, we've probably lost some games we really shouldn't have that kind of got us in a hole. But, uh, you know, we're hoping our name's called tonight when we get in the tournament. And, uh, you know, if not that, then, you know, we'll be happy to head to the NIT in Dallas. But the ultimate goal is obviously the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know, Coach Davis, Kermit Davis, is in his third year here at Ole Miss. He's, I followed him at Middle Tennessee State. So uh, he was building that mid-major program, and now he's over here. What is it like to be under Coach Kermit Davis? Well, first of all, you know, I just want to say, you know, thanks to Kermit for allowing me to have this opportunity to work with him and his staff, these players, this program. And, uh, you know, he's he's really a, a great coach. Like, I've learned more in my three years at Ole Miss uh, basketball-wise from him than I have, you know, all of my other years being around basketball. You know, he teaches the game in a different way than most people do. Uh, you know, he, he kind of likes everything the same the right way you know he's kind of picky about the way things get done in practice you know uh, I hear a lot of people that come into our practices and stuff and they're like man y'all are just flying around everywhere and that's true like we you know we help out garden players doing different things you know feeding balls we're actually really involved in practice and uh, my first year I was at a community college uh, northeast 
Mississippi Community College. And, like, my first year as a manager at junior college, I really didn't do a whole lot on the floor. It was right. mostly just, you know, wiping up sweat, making the bottles, doing the laundry, just the basic stuff. And then once I got in my sophomore year and I got on with uh, Ole Miss, uh, yeah, I was kind of thrown in the fire a little bit because he had just got hired back in the spring. And then I'd, I started school in August, and I kind of came in. And some of the other managers that had been there, they kind of knew what was going on, but everybody was still relatively new to the right. way he runs his practices and stuff. It, well, it's funny how you said that because a normal manager, right, Let's this podcast, right, we are called the student manager, and we're helping high school students and parents with the college search and admission process. But my passion as a former manager wiping up the sweat, doing the laundry, the towels, but it's the little things that I learned from my coach, Seth Greenberg, who's on ESPN game day today, and Joe Harrington, that have made me who I am today. So you were talking about some of the things you've learned from Coach Davis, right? Be specific, like one or two things, you're a senior now, that you're gonna take away, that's gonna help you in the business world, um, the real life when you graduate. Right, uh, no, I would say the, the one thing that really jumps off my head uh, it's not even really basketball related from him, uh, but it's kind of the way he cares himself and he goes about his things day to day. It's he, you know, you know they got that saying where you never can be too high, you can't be too low, you kind of just got to be right there in the middle, and uh, that's the way he is. You know, it doesn't matter if he's having a bad day or a good day or whatever's going on. Once when it's time to work and it's time to practice and stuff, he's the same person. He, his moods don't change, you know. Practices stay the same. They got the same energy in them. Uh, you know, he's on. He coaches us just like he coaches the players. Like if we mess up in practice, you know, he's like, right. tell us, you know, get off the court or something, or you know, uh, if you're not gonna learn this, don't get on the, don't get in the drill. And uh, so he really, he really stays on us. But so that's the first thing is that just the way he carries himself and goes by his. The way he does things day-to-day. He's a day people day. person. He is. He is a people person. And he's really nurturing, and you see that genuine right, right, right. in himself. Yes, he wants us to, you know, learn, and he expects us to come in and learn and work just like, you know, we're trying to apply for a right. job in the real world and different stuff like that. That's how he expects us to carry ourselves, and, you know, that's what we do most of the time. Uh, I'll say the second thing I probably took away from him is probably – more on the basketball side, basketball related. One of the things that I'll take with me if I eventually get into the coaching world uh, is probably his defense, his zone defense. He's mm-hmm. notorious for the one three one back to a two three zone. Uh, so I'll probably be taking that with me wherever I go because kind of in I've not actually noticed in the SEC today you start you're starting to see a lot more teams try to implement into this implement this into their game plan. And so uh, I think it would be really good, you know, if I was at the high school level or, you know, really wherever you can kind of make it work if you got the right players to do it. So talk about that. You were in a community college. Did you, like, reach out to Coach Davis? How did you get the student manager position? Okay, yeah. So actually my dad at one time for about three or about four or five years, my dad worked as a scout throughout the state of Mississippi. So he made a lot of connections with different coaches at the JUCO level, high school level. And uh, so whenever the new staff came into Ole Miss after uh, uh, in that spring, I, think, I believe it was uh, 2019 or okay. whatever it was. Uh, anyway, Kermit Davis was hired, and then he brought in a director of operations, uh, Thomas Gray. And Coach Gray was at uh, Mississippi – or not, not Mississippi, Gulf Coast. He was at uh, Southwest Community College. 
as the head coach there. And so uh, Kermit Davis brought him in as a uh, director of operations. And him and my dad actually knew each other. And so they kind of started talking. And uh, they were they were good buddies by this point. And uh, my dad told him, he was like, hey, my son works as a manager at Northeast uh, mm-hmm. Community College. He was like, you know, he's looking to move up and uh, do some different things like that. And uh, Ole Miss being my dream school, you know, growing up in the state of Mississippi, growing up an uh, Ole Miss Rebel all my life uh you know i knew that's where i wanted to be i wanted to help make an impact on the program and uh i was very lucky to be able to get that opportunity so this is a great transition now going into old miss because most of my followers and audience obviously you know i'm from southern california newport beach i have a lot of friends that have kids at old miss but old miss is mainly I would say 55% of the enrollment, which is about 16,000 undergrads, come from Mississippi. Let's talk about why you wanted to go to Ole Miss. Obviously, you grew up here, but were there any other schools that you even checked out, visited, or was it always going to be hotty toddy? Uh, yeah, you know, it really it wasn't hotty toddy or bust. It was. <laughs> uh, I had some. I had some different options, you know, uh, going into that spring at the end of my uh, freshman year in college, uh, after our basketball season was over with, I kind of had some contacts with uh, different schools, uh, again, being mostly through my dad and some of his other buddies that were also scouts. Uh, so I was actually, I had actually talked to one of the assistant coaches at West Virginia, uh, probably could have done that, but uh kind of the way with like in-state tuition or out-of-state tuition, different things like that, that really played a big factor in it. And uh, so ultimately, you know, I think I think actually LSU was probably one of the schools. I never got a chance to talk to any of the coaches, but it was one that I had, um, me and my dad had kind of talked about that he might be able to help me, you know, kind of get me in contact with somebody. Uh, I knew an assistant coach at uh, uh, Alabama. So, you know, they're, them and LSU are both playing for the SEC championship. There you uh, go. So, uh I actually know one of the assistants at Alabama and uh, could have probably probably went that route. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Iowa State was another one that, I, that I, we had some connections to, so Iowa State also could have been a destination it, for me. So I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot because you are a, what are you, 21, 22? 22. 22, okay. And I have three kids, and I'm trying to teach them some things in life. And people that are listening, when you go to college, you start something and then you finish something doesn't matter for the most part doesn't matter what you major in we're going to talk about what you major in and your studies here but you've already hit a theme about how you're getting to where you are today in places do you know what that theme is uh knowing people connections thank you right here thank you austin it's all about networking yes network right let me look at you and i just on the elevator Right. And now I'll, I'll be able to keep in touch with you. But for those of you that are listening, how Austin is moving around, getting to places, it's who you know. Well, actually, it's matter who knows you. Right, right, right. right, right, right. <laughs> who, who knows you? And so before you got to Ole Miss, because here's a big stereotype. People want to go to college sometimes. And we just had COVID, right? I mean, we're still going through COVID. It's okay to take a gap year or maybe go to community community college if if you're not ready for going to college right away because I have so many friends that have kids that either go to school they come back or they want to go to a school and it's not the right school for them so let's talk about the community college route out of high school you was it you're like I'm going to community college talk about that uh yeah so junior college community college is really 
you know, I don't really know how other states are, but really in Mississippi that I can speak for, community college is actually a big, it's like pretty much a first stop for pretty much everybody. Uh, you know, unless, you know, uh, you know, a lot of families in Mississippi, you know, it's one of the, you know, we're the poorest state in the country, so we ain't got a lot of money. To, Say that again, Austin. Poorest state in the country. <laughs> so, you know, we don't, a lot of the families, you know, anyway, don't have a lot of money to go straight to a university like that. And most parents are like, you know, well, we want to see if, you know, obviously if you got like a 4.0 in high school and you've done good on your ACT and uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, obviously, you know, the bigger schools are probably going to reach out and give you a couple scholarships and then you can go off to a big school. And most of the people that I graduated with in high school, which was only 50 people, so uh, wait, you went to a high school with only fifty people? No, no, I graduated with fifty. Oh, fifty. So that, that had, high school is probably like two hundred, three hundred. Yes, it was about two hundred fifty students, and uh, graduated with fifty, and so very, very small school. Um, but anyway, yeah. So like I was saying, the community college route is like pretty much the first option for a lot of people, and you know, and it really it's not bad because a lot of the campuses, all the schools in the state, community college, like they really invest and they. I'm talking about nice campuses, you know, nice facilities, different things like that. And, uh, you know, it's also a way for parents to kind of keep their kids, you know, closer to home if they want to that first year. Some students don't want to go off far, uh, you know, their first chance they get. And so they do want to kind of go to a community college and do that. And then, you know, a lot of these community colleges, they uh, offer like two, just two-year programs that students can go get and without having to go to a four-year school and do that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I know another thing that works out is, like, the bigger universities and the community colleges actually work together. Uh, so pretty much anything you take at any community college in the state will translate to any university in the state. So all your classes transfer, uh, you know, all your hours and credits and everything stays the same. Nothing changes at all. Everything's the same credit. Everything works together. And, you know, athletics is actually not bad. I think uh, Mississippi Junior College uh, football has won like probably past ten national championships for football. Hey, so at Ole Miss now, as a senior, are you getting any financial aid? I was on partial scholarship, so I know most student managers that have been on my podcast the last few weeks. They're talking about like work study or maybe uh, not getting paid at all, but you get the perks of like the gear that you're wearing, or right. you know, going on road trips or or the uh, additional academic resources. What do you get as a student manager at Ole, Ole Miss? Okay, so at Ole Miss, uh, actually, the thing is, like, whenever your first year as a manager, when you're working with the team, you don't get paid that year. It's kind of like a internship year, you know, like an entry-level year. They kind of want to see if you really invested your time. And uh, so your whole first year, you're working. You're going to see if you're going to stick it out is what they're exactly, going to do. Exactly, because they know it's going to be tough on you, and they want to see if you're really going to stick it out and earn that earn that scholarship Wait, and different stuff like that. Austin, you're right. When I was a senior manager... I think they're like, Fong, he's under you. I had like, I was a dick. Like, I was a prick. I, I, I think like two or three people quit. Like, they're, they're freshmen. You can tell. Like, this kid's not going to make it. Yep. This guy's not going to make yep. it. Yep. They're just not out there. They're just getting eaten up alive. So, right. continue. Okay, yeah. Because you got to work hard. You got to hustle. You do. You do. Yeah, you got to be flying around and doing different things. So, uh, and, uh, you know, working at a... Uh, junior, going back to the community college route, you know, my first year there, you know, community college is hard. Like, you know, they got all the last chance you uh, episodes on Netflix and stuff like that. And, you know, a couple of them were at East Mississippi Community College. Right. Uh, with football and stuff. And that stuff you see in those shows on there and stuff, like, they're not lying. Like, it's a hard life at community college. And so kind of going from there to Ole Miss, you know, I thought I was 
living a life. You know, I was living a dream. I was like, man, this is this going to be a cakewalk because instead of me being the only manager doing everything at a community college, I got eight other managers that I'm going to be working with to try to take the load off. And so that really helped out a lot. And uh, But going back to uh, financial aid, FAFSA, uh, scholarship and stuff like that. So, yes, I do get a scholarship now. Uh, that go that runs every semester uh, to kind of help out with expenses and different stuff like that. You know, paying for rent, different right. things like that. Uh, I do, I do have like uh, student loans that I've taken out because I didn't have any scholarships or anything like that. So I've had to take out you know student loans like most people do most of the time. So let's talk about Oxford. Being a student at Oxford, your major is sports and recreation administration. So with that major, do you want to go into coaching? What do you want to do? Yes, uh, the goal the goal is to go into coaching, uh, but really with that major, it was kind of something to allow me to, you know, if I never did coach, I could still work in the sports world. So that what they emphasis in the sports side of it, uh, you kind of have the ability to go and work in any kind of front office for like any professional team, uh, you know, M- MLB, NHL, NBA. Uh, you can work for college. Uh, uh, college uh, athletic programs different stuff kind of working like ticket sales and or mm-hmm. you know anything uh, event management uh you know all that kind of different stuff so it kind of really allows me to be able to stay in like the sports world if i'm not coaching let's talk about class student ratios because uh, people that are listening they want to say they want to go to a big school or a small school how big are the classes i understand and correct me if i'm wrong that the classes are like almost 20 to 1 as compared to students to uh, professor, right, right, yes, I would say that's I would say that's really accurate. I would say that uh, you know obviously we don't really go to class much anymore with all the COVID stuff going on, and we haven't now for about three semesters. True, so, that's right. But let's talk about like when, when you're a freshman yeah, sophomore. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like my sophomore year when I came in, uh, you know, yeah, that was a big difference because classes at a community college are a lot smaller, but at Ole Miss. Uh, I would say that ratio is probably pretty accurate, 20 to 1. You know, uh, some of your classes, uh, what do they call them, like your... Uh, your core classes? Core classes, yeah, core classes. Your core classes are the ones that's going to be really big. Those are going to be your... Your you general know, ed. Yeah, yeah. Different, you know, English, you know, comp one, different stuff like that, all your uh, may, uh, lower stuff like that, your entry-level stuff. Right. And... Uh, so some of those classes I've had, like, you know, even psychology, you know, that was a re- probably my biggest class I ever had. And I think it was probably 50 to, you know, one teacher or whatever. And, uh, you know, some of these classes are a little bit smaller. I've had a writing class or English class that was, uh, I think we probably had like probably eight people in there. And she had a, the teacher had an assistant. So, okay, Austin, do you have any classes or have you had any classes? <laughs> I'm laughing because you're going to see where I go with this with any of your teammates or any players. I have yes yes so a lot of the uh, actually it's a the sports and recreation uh, major is actually pretty big among all like the athletes and stuff like that so like we've got other managers and other student athletes that actually take a lot of these classes so is your grad assistant at the time when I was at Long Beach State our grad assistant was peeking his head in through the door to make sure all the players <laughs> and us were in class does that happen at Ole Miss it actually doesn't. 
It we, doesn't? It doesn't. You know, I think... <laughs> or are you the one that has to report back and say, yeah, they're in class? No, no, no. I've never been asked that either. But, uh, you know, I, I do know they keep keep up with them and make sure they're going to class and stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, the FedEx student uh, athlete building that they have mm-hmm. kind of where, like, all the athletes go for, like, their... Um, tutoring. Tutoring. Resources. Is it, what is it called? The FedEx? It's called the FedEx student athlete building or something like that it's, it's fedex or whatever it is and you uh, have access to it yes yes we, that's huge right yes I, I tell every college student or high school student that's looking to become an athletics you can if you're a flipping goddamn student manager you can take advantage of right the access right you can resources and that's why you know most people that take uh, certain classes or whatever have to you know uh you know they got to pay for tutors yes and stuff like that uh, I'm actually I actually have a tutor right now because I'm taking accounting and so all I did was reach out to one of our coaches who reached out to uh, our guy Drew that kind of oversees all of the our players and stuff with their academics and stuff like that and uh, he's an academic counselor and he actually helped me out get a tutor and so now I'm in tutoring once a week for accounting and you know I'm not paying a dime for it so you know like you said using those resources that we have uh, you know, so that was just really easy to do. Here we are in Nashville. You've been a senior, been at Ole Miss. Let's talk about some of your favorite SEC experiences, campuses. Because I've, you say a school, I'll probably be shaking my head because I've been on over 125 campuses and a lot have been in the SEC. Now, I have not been to the Grove, have not been to the Walk of Champions, which we'll talk about. But let's go first. SEC, what are some of your favorite universities? Some of my favorite universities, let's see. So, actually, the thing, I, I have been to, I've been to Auburn, I've been to Florida, I've been to Mississippi State, I've been to Missouri, I've been to Vandy, and let's see, am I missing one? I've been to Alabama. That's pretty much it. I haven't been to Georgia, I haven't been to South Carolina, I haven't been to Kentucky. I've been. I, I actually have been to Lexington, but that wasn't Which one? the team. Is your favorite basketball arena or favorite campus? Um, ooh, that's a hard one. I would probably have to say Auburn. Okay. I've Auburn. Been. Auburn was a really nice campus that we went to, and uh, so like also another thing when you come in on your first year, you don't get to travel and do stuff like that. So, like, you're, like... got to work your way up. you got to work your way up. You're brand new, so you don't get to travel. So, that's kind of why. And then, like, this COVID year, I haven't really traveled a whole lot. This is my first time actually traveling this year due to COVID stuff and keeping, like, the same number of people on the buses and the same people around each other. But, uh, yeah, so with my limited uh, knowledge of campuses, I would say Auburn's probably my favorite. Auburn's a great campus. It is. Uh, We had a great time there. Went to a football game. War, War Damn Eagle. Yeah. Right? Uh, and one of the football places I, I, I go to a fall football game Every single year Well, actually, not last year uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I've been, been to the Tennessee uh, Stadium Knoxville, been to Georgia Been to Missouri uh, Been to uh, Florida that you said Have not been to Arkansas Have not been to Alabama Have not been to Ole Miss I keep on telling everybody That I hear Saturday in the fall at the Grove goes off the chart. So talk to me about that. It's magical. It's definitely an experience for anybody that's listening. For yourself, you got to get to the Grove on a Saturday. Why? Uh, it's 
I mean, you know, 120 acres, you know, nothing but trees, beautiful grass, the landscaping at, on campus is absolutely amazing. All the grounds crew work that does everything on campus, I mean, they make everything look top notch. Uh, you know, University of Mississippi has been named, you know, one of the most beautiful campuses in America yep. by uh, USA Today several times. And, you know, they're not lying. It, the place is beautiful. But, you know, if you go, if you catch a Ole Miss home football game against Alabama, I mean, I'm talking 120 acres, but it's completely full of people. You can't walk through there without rubbing shoulder to shoulder. Like, I'm talking about it's slow moving. If you get down in the middle of it, uh, there's tents everywhere. People got food set up. You're smelling barbecue, fried chicken, you know, homemade stuff, and everybody's. And you got the chandelier. Is it true they got the chandeliers? And let's, you're a college student. Yeah. I hear for the, I'm going to say this politically correct. There's beautiful women on campus. Yes. 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 I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm in a long standing relationship, but yes, there are. <laughs> Come is, on, Austin. It is. For my followers and listeners, there's parents out there, there's high school juniors and seniors, guys and girls. It, it's a place to be. Right, right. Yes. For the guys, it's a place to be. And, uh, <laughs> and he has a smile on his face saying that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, and then, you know, you got the Grove. And then there's even another little section called the Circle, which is just kind of right beside the Grove, you know, past a couple of buildings. And it's more trees and stuff, more tailgating. Okay. I mean, you know, tailgating is crazy. You know, it's probably the largest tailgate spot in the SEC, obviously. And, uh, you know, then you get the walk of champions right before the game where the players come walking through the whole crowd of people. And, I, you know, it's it's chest to chest, shoulder to shoulder, people trying to shake hands with the players. And they're walking, you know, probably half a mile to the stadium through right. all those people. You got the band coming in, playing right in front of them and stuff. And uh, it's, it's just a really cool experience. And do you know the tradition, how that all started? Yes, uh, I'm off the top of my head, just thinking about it. W- which tradition? The Walk of Champions? The Walk of Champions. 1966, 1965? The undefe- the, it was back in the 60s. The yes. coach lost his way to get right. to the stadium. Right. So he started at the Student Union. Yes. Then walked through the Walk of Champions yes. onto, what is it, Vaughn? What's the Hemingway? Vaughn Hemingway. Hemingway Stadium. Yep, yep. Now, I see that on TV, and you see the, like the brick, like on yep. the very low part, and then you see all the. And they they didn't fucking care about COVID this year because I had <laughs> friends, kids taking pictures. I'm like, yeah, they get to go to the football game, and my daughters in Wisconsin and Washington yep. don't even get to go to football yep. games. Yep. Like, did you go as as athletes? Obviously, student athletes, you're you're going to football games. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we actually did. I was actually. Actually, the only football game I actually went to because of kind of all this COVID stuff, I kind of didn't really care too much about going to a lot of them. Uh, but I did go to the Egg Bowl in November. Okay. Uh, it was actually my first Egg Bowl being at. So, you know, that's kind of being crazy, me growing up in Mississippi and being the first Egg Bowl that I get to go to. And we won. So that was hey, that Explain was the Egg Bowl because people here, you know, the listeners are hearing about the USC-UCLA uh, rivalry, or you know, you got Michigan, Ohio State, yep. uh, Wash- the Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State. I know what the Egg Bowl is, but what's the Egg Bowl? Uh, so the Egg Bowl is the you know it's the annual game every November. Most of the time it's either on Thanksgiving Day or it might be on the Saturday after. Uh, you know, but there ain't nothing like a good Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving. Uh, but basically, you know, University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, and uh, Mississippi State get together, play a football game. They've been doing it for. You know, over a hundred years, uh, long-standing rivalry. You know, 
especially the, these, you know, past recent years, it's been really uh, kind of one of the more, I guess you would say, nastier right. rivalries yeah. probably in the country. I mean, you know, uh, guys are always, you know, fights end up breaking out, different things like that. I mean, a lot of people think Auburn and, you know, the Iron Bowl, Auburn, and Auburn Alabama, Alabama. Yep. Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, but you got those, those get all the big recognition because those are bigger schools, bigger programs. But if you want to watch some some fun, hard hitting football, guys that really don't like each other, you watch the Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl, and you know the rivalry it does run deep. My <laughs> actually funny story. So my mom's side of my family is all Mississippi State fans. Got it. My dad's side all Ole Miss fans. So I grew up in a divided household, and actually when I was born, my grandfather on my mom's side. And my dad made a bet. They said, okay, whoever wins the Egg Bowl this year, that's who he's got to cheer for when he grows up. Yeah. Mississippi State won that year and, uh, in 98. And, uh, but in the long run, I became Ole Miss yeah. Rebel. <laughs> and the hottie toddy, I mean, my friends always talk about the hottie toddy. I mean, talk to me about the hottie toddy. Well, <laughs> a lot of people don't like it, uh, you know, just because they're like, oh, it's annoying or whatever. I personally love it. I love all kind of traditions and all the weird things like yes. that about university, you know, like Auburn War Eagle, uh, you know, Bama Roll Tide, uh, you know, Mississippi State, Hell State, and, uh, you know, then you got Ole Miss, Hotty Toddy. And then you got the chant that, uh, you know, was done before the kickoff of every football game. They'll put somebody on the video board that's like really famous, you know, famous actors, uh, all kind of different people like that. Uh, you know, singers or whatever, and they'll be like, "Are you?" It's a question. Are you ready? And it's followed by the whole hotty toddy chant. Can you do it? Yes, I will. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. Wait. This is this is true. Ole Miss. Here's a student manager. We're here in Nashville, and my I know some of my followers and listeners are going to love this because they got Ole Miss kids. Okay. So well, here you go. So you got. Are you ready? Hell yeah, damn right, hotty toddy, gosh almighty, who the hell are we? Hey, flim flam, bam bam, old miss, by damn. There you go. That's it, right there, that's it, right there. Because he goes, you're going to have to sing it, you're going to have to sing it, Fonger. I'm like, I don't even know it. I'm just, I'm just going to call you and text you and say, can you do it? So let's talk about outside of uh, being a student manager, outside of uh, being a uh, on the campus of Ole, Ole Miss, what is it like being a student? And when we kind of talked about this before, you're not, you're not in any Greek uh, system like fraternity, obviously not a sorority, but talk to me about that because people that are listening, they are going to Ole Miss because they want to be in a sorority. I think my friends, both daughters are in a sorority, or my friend's son's in a fraternity. You see the Greek life, you may not be part of it, but it, talk about the Greek life there. Yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, the Greek life at Ole Miss, it is really big. Like, it's, you know, it's some of the – they got – I've been to a lot of different campuses. Uh, and, you know, I would say probably Ole Miss is actually, you know, not being biased or nothing. But a lot of, like, the fraternity houses, sorority houses, I mean, they're top-notch. You want to talk about, like, some mansions? And nice, too. Uh, so, you know, they they pour a lot of money into that. The Greek life, Greek life is really important. And, you know, I think we were talking about, you know – how there's a lot of students that come from California to Ole Miss for that. Well, I think that's probably – I think the second state behind Mississippi uh, as far as, like, where, you know, percentage of where kids come from mm-hmm. at Ole Miss is probably Texas 
probably be second because there's a lot of people, a lot of students from Texas that come to Ole Miss just to be, like you said, in the whatever sorority or fraternity and different things like that. And, you know, they host all kind of events every year and they do their uh, their rush week and all the different kinds of things like that. And you see them at the football games, like the fraternities, all the guys come dressed up in complete suits, like suit and ties for the games. You know, the girls are dressed up high heels. Yes. Nice dresses. Like, it, I mean, it's it's a really big part of Ole Miss and kind of what Ole Miss is. Now, do you, do you miss being part of that, or do you have friends that are in that? Yeah, I uh, I do know several people that are in uh, sororities and fraternities and different things like that. Uh, I don't really, I, I don't I don't regret not doing it. My family, uh, I had a couple family members that went to Ole Miss. Uh, they weren't in any sorority or fraternities or anything like that. Uh, so I didn't really grow up in that kind of life. You know, some people, you know, grow up, I can imagine, like, you know, if their mom and their dad were both in the Greek life, you know, they're, mm-hmm. it's probably a big deal for them to get into it and stuff like that. Me personally, I don't regret not getting into it. Uh, kind of not not my cup of tea, I would say, you know, because uh, it, it is a lot of money to get into that kind of stuff, and you got to have a lot of money to do that. and. So not really my cup of tea. Kind of like a country club. <laughs> kind of like a country club. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And and Austin, I mean, you got other responsibilities here, but I mean, as a student manager myself, and I was in a fraternity. I mean, I'm not I'm not shy. I mean, I graduate now, but I I like to go out. I like to party. I like to drink. So it, that's that's part of Ole Miss. Right. Do you see it? Do you engage in it with your time? How, how is that? Because people are going to say, all right, maybe take away the Greek system, but how is the party scene? How is it uh, being not only a student, but the Ole Miss party scene? Uh, so, you know, every, you know, pretty much every day throughout the week and whenever you can find people at the square, which is another. What's the square? The square is the downtown part of Oxford. Okay. And so, you know, if you ever come to a football game and you go to the Grove and you experience all that kind of stuff, you got to go to the square. Best restaurants in, you know, some of the best restaurants in Mississippi, you know, fancy restaurants. And then you got some that are just, you know, like some um, hole in the wall, mom and pop, you know, homemade meals and biscuits type thing. That, oh, that uh, sounds good, Austin. Oh, it's so good. Country okay. fried steak, different things like that, <laughs> biscuit and gravy. Uh, You're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they got a lot of good restaurants like that. And then the bar scene is obviously pretty well known too for a lot of people you know there's a what's the what, what what's if i'm walking on the square first of all tell me where i'm having breakfast mm, Ooh, if i had to take you to oxford and we're going to breakfast i'm probably gonna take you i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an underrated one because the big one in oxford is big bad breakfast okay big bad breakfast is the big one but we want hole in the wall hole in the wall not not so much hole in the wall, but it's not as popular. But it's still their their breakfast, their bacon is on on point. It's crazy, uh, and that's called first watch. First watch. Yes. Okay. Hey, I'm gonna give a shout out to my friends, the Kaplans and the Closes. Have you been to first watch? <laughs> okay. So now we're gonna continue on. Oh, and and uh, Spataro. I got, I got a, a, another friend, but another um, place. Let's talk about now the bars for. Let's go normal overage twenty one. 
what are some top bars out there near the square? Uh, so probably the library is a really popular one for, uh, you know, overage. Uh, so you have the library, which a lot of people think that's funny because, you know, if their student, you know, sorry for the students that are listening, but uh, <laughs> I'm giving it away to the parents. You know, if you, if you tell your parents you're going to the library, you're probably not actually going to the, the Did real you hear library. That? All right. So is, is the library, talk, talk to me about the library. Uh, it's really like a, just a little, uh, sports bar kind of, you know, they got TV set up, you know, playing games, uh, I actually haven't been there, but I've been by it whenever, you know, it's full and different things. You know, there's always a line of people trying to get in. Uh, they have nice little okay. outside seating. Uh, they have these really big windows on the outside where you can basically sit out and be close to the outside and do all that kind of stuff. So, it's, I mean, it's really nice. I've been by it, but I haven't been in it. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to check out the library. Okay. This goes out to Richter. Richter, have you been to the library? All right. <laughs> and I said Spataro. Spataro goes to Georgia. That's my other buddy. But the library, that's... That, that is a, uh, for over 21, and I know you were at the community college your first year, but I'm sure, and you hear of it, everybody has fake IDs when they're under 21. What's like a lenient bar where you've seen, like you're like, that guy's not 21. That girl's not 21. <laughs> they got their fake IDs in there, and, and that bar is just making money. Yeah. Uh, so that, that would probably be... Uh, probably the bar called Roosters. Roosters. Yeah. For some reason, I think I've heard of that before because probably have. <laughs> <laughs> they got a they got a guy that goes in there all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of actually famous with all the Ole Miss people. He's uh he's a uh, he's probably a middle aged guy, but he goes in there all the time and he actually he could take like the beer bottles and stuff and he balances them on his head and his stomach. And he's just a real big popular person at Roosters. Okay, has People, anyone seen – just go to – any of my friends in Newport Beach seen this guy? His name go, is Chris. His name's Chris. Chris at Roosters. Chris at Roosters. Okay, see, now I'm, I'm learning a lot. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, if, if Mr. and Miss Roberts are in town, where are they taking you to – well, they're obviously from Ole Miss, so they're not flying in. Like California parents are flying in Ole right. Miss, and, and they're going to take their kids out to dinner. Where are they taking them out? Mm. And these parents have money because they want to take their kids out to a nice dinner. And all these kids are going to bring all their friends because that's what they do. That's what I do with my daughters gotcha. when I come in. Like, so where, where would they take them okay, out to? Well, if, if they got a lot of money and it's really fancy, uh, you're probably going to Boo Ray. What is it called? Boo Ray. Boo Ray. Boo Ray. Okay. It's, uh, it's actually another bar slash restaurant. It's, really, it's a really fancy restaurant. Uh, I have been there a couple times just because the food is actually good. Like, you get what you pay for. That food's amazing. Okay. Uh, but uh, obviously, being on a budget, being a college student, I don't go there every day of the week to grab lunch or whatever. <laughs> right. That's but, why you got to wait until parents come into town. Yes, yes. That's, that's <laughs> very true. Or wait till, you know, they send a little bit of money or something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, uh, yeah, I, I would say if they got a lot of money and they're looking for something fancy, you're going to Bure. Now, if you're coming in, let's say maybe some parents came in for like a sporting event or yes. something. That they're not coming dressed up, you know, ready to spend up, go out to a fancy restaurant and have some wine. Maybe they're going uh, holding the wall. You know, I'd say uh, one of my personal favorite, probably my favorite restaurant in Oxford is Ajax. What Ajax? Okay. Ajax Diner. And that's one of those. It's one of the places you go and get the country fried steak and your kind of your home cooked, you know. Home cooked meals from the south. Uh, you know they got 
it's just uh it's it's a really neat place. Like they got a little bar in there. You know, most most restaurants on the square do. But you walk in and uh, you know, like the little toothpicks they put through like the sandwiches and burgers yes. and stuff. You got all them like where people stuck them up on the ceilings and. And it's at Ajax. Yeah, it's at okay. Ajax, and Ajax is actually it's really close to uh, Roosters, the bar I was talking about. So it's kind of right there together. And then Bure's, everything gets really close together because it's a square. So you know Oxford being you know the smallest college town probably uh obviously obviously the smallest town in the sec uh but being one of the probably the smaller ones in the country because uh, it is a small town it is it is to a lot of people it it is a small town a lot of people come here from you know texas california wherever they're coming from across country and they're like man oxford is so small me growing up i grew up in a town you know like i said i only graduated with 50 people uh i actually uh, i graduated or I grew up in a town called Baldwin, which is about 15 minutes north of Tupelo. And so it only had 3,000 people there. And so when I went from there to Oxford, you know, even as a kid, you know, that was a big city to me, going yes. to watch football games and stuff like that, you know. And then even when I got there, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I hate all this traffic. I'm ready for, like, a two-lane road or something or <laughs> something like that. So how much time do you spend in the library? Not the library, that the drinking library, but the real library. Uh, probably not a lot. Okay. I, I have been there uh, – you know, my this is my third year at Ole Miss. I have been there quite, quite uh, a bit for you know different classes. Kind of require you to go there, yeah. and maybe uh, you have to get a certain book, or uh, maybe you have to do some like online research about something. And they got like the resources in the actual library on campus to where they can help you kind of do some of that research for like writing classes and different things like that. What's your favorite part of Ole Miss campus? The favorite part of the campus. Uh, probably, probably the Grove. Okay. You know, I know it's pretty cliche. You know, most people Ole Miss probably will tell you the Grove, but like, it's really nice. Like, it's a place. You know, when it's not a Saturday in the fall, it's pretty. I hear it's beautiful. You wouldn't even okay. So walk because people will say the Grove, and you walk shoulder to shoulder through the Walk Champions. But in a normal day, you wouldn't even knew no the pl- this place existed on right. a saturday right? right 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 yeah i mean it looks completely different i'm talking about you know monday through uh monday through thursday it looks complete okay so on a saturday in the fall monday through thursday it looks completely you know it's just a whole bunch of nice big oak trees beautiful grass at the start of the season when it gets towards the end of the season november all the grass dies and after everybody's been walking on it yes it's pretty much just dirt by that point and uh but, you know, there's no trash at all. They After every Saturday football game, they clean it up. Like I was talking about earlier, you know, the grounds crew and everything, they do a great job of doing that and keeping that place beautiful. But Monday through Thursday, you know, you can go out there and you can study, sit on some benches, uh, you know, get, you know, you're completely shaded pretty much the whole time from the from the hot sun still yes. in August or September. And, uh, you know, you're, you're in the shade and you can just – birds and then – Another thing that's famous at Ole Miss is our squirrels. Okay. Because they've been there for so long, and they're used to all the people. The squirrels don't care. You can walk right by a squirrel, and it can be, and it's you not going to move. It's not going to move. They know you're not going to bother them. You know, obviously, if you chase after them, they're probably going to run. But, you know, just walking to classes, you know, you could be – you could walk, like, right by a squirrel. That's it's not great. It's not going to run up a tree or nothing. It's, it's just hanging out, doing its thing. But, uh, yeah, so Grove squirrels are very famous. And uh, What about your student union? You like your student union? Yes, it's actually brand new, renovated. So it's I it's, saw pictures of it. Yes, it's very nice. It's uh, you know top of the line facility. 
uh, the student union. You know, they got several restaurants like. Uh, Besides Panda and and that Kudubo and all those, what's like a one of your favorite places to eat on the, the student union? Oh, uh, Chick Fil A. Okay. <laughs> you you didn't even hesitate. No, no, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A definitely. Or 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 okay, a lot of people like Chick Fil A. Yeah, out in California, they like Chick-fil-A, too. My son likes Chick-fil-A. Well, I'll tell you, at our home basketball games, okay, you've never heard an arena louder. We do this thing after at the uh, when there's four minutes left in the basketball game in the second half. If the other team misses two free throws, everybody gets a free chicken sandwich. So, obviously, if he misses the first one. Oh, they go crazy. And are you on the bench? Do you all just, what are you doing on the bench? Like, going. We're just sitting here and we're like, you know, wow, it wasn't this loud earlier when we needed to. <laughs> no, I'll play it. <laughs> no, the fans are great. Uh, but it is funny uh, to see, like, how loud and crazy, you know, they start chanting Chick fil A, Chick fil A. It's really cool. And the, and the opposing shooter probably has no idea what they're chanting. Yeah, all, you see all the other the other bench and stuff and they're sitting there looking around like what are these people doing <laughs> why are they chanting chick-fil-a I, austin i need to go to game just for the final four minutes hey but i'll tell you what though i've been there three years and it's only happened once and it happened this year and i believe we were playing oh who was it uh i believe it was actually kentucky that we were playing and you know and i think this was i think this was just right before uh the governor lifted our mask mandate okay. and different things like that. So I think the capacity was still at like 10, 20 percent or something like that. And uh, so there wasn't too many people in there, but it was it was loud. You would have thought it was a full stadium whenever he missed that second free throw and they got I, their free chicken. I wonder if it was one of my friends that I know. He played at modern day, Devin Askew. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. Or maybe it was, was Brandon Boston. <laughs> I, I, I just know that like. It was kind of funny the whole game. They kept, they were pretty much shooting, you know, 50% from the free throw line the whole game. And I was like, I told one of my other manager buddies, I was like, man, they're going to mess up and they're going to miss one of these free throws, two of them in a row. This place is going to lose their mind. And they did. They went crazy. And they that's that's amazing. They okay, like little things like this about Ole Miss that I did not know. Okay, do you drive? Obviously on campus. Do you have a car on campus? Uh, yes. I, well, you know, with all this COVID stuff going on right now, I really, I don't go to campus, the main part of campus often anymore. And okay. Just, uh, our basketball practice facility in the arena is located on campus, so pretty much that's where I spend all my time if I'm on campus yes. right now. Uh, one of my accounting class I was talking about is at the uh, uh, the Jackson Avenue Center, which is there's a there's a road in Oxford. It's called Jackson Avenue, and it's an old mall area, okay. and so they still got a theater there. And uh, on the one end of it, it's, it's called the JAC, the Jackson Avenue Center. And you can go in there, and it's like math labs. So, like, they got the computer rooms where you would take, like, your proctor test, uh, different things like that. And so that's where, actually, my accounting class is right now. And it's a bigger classroom, kind of like a ballroom that you would see in a hotel like this. And so, like, the seats are really spread out and stuff. So it, right. you're not close to each other. So that's how they were kind of able to do that. Yeah, and the reason why I said do you drive – on campus, I understand the miles per hour is only 10 yep, yep. and 18. Austin, explain why it's only 10 miles per hour or 18 miles per hour. So they got the 10 miles an hour and the 18 miles per hour from the Manning family, which is very big in Oxford. Obviously, uh, you know, Archie Manning was number 18, you know, when he played football at Ole Miss and then uh, went on and had a nice pro career at uh, the New Orleans Saints. And then uh, Eli Manning was number 10. Obviously, a lot of people in this generation probably know him a lot better than Archie, you know, playing with the New York Giants and winning the Super Bowl that year. Uh, so, yeah, most of the, all the roads on campus right in there. There's even a road called Manning Way 
which Got is, it. And, and the, uh, the football practice facility is actually called the Manning Center. So they've, they've donated a lot and they've given back a lot to the university and the things that they've done. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it is kind of weird because some of them roads, you start, you, you know, Oxford's campus is geographically, it's, you know, for people that don't know, that might want to know, it's actually kind of hilly. They got some hills on campus and different things like that. But anyway, like I was saying, if you're going down the road and you're doing 10 miles an hour trying to get up a hill, it ain't happening. <laughs> you're gonna have to go faster than 10 miles an hour. But uh, you know, most time the the campus police, which are great, uh, sometimes those guys, uh, you know, they will get you if you're doing 30. But if you're if you're you're over 18 or over 10, you know, you're doing 20. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You're not too far over. They're gonna let you go. So it ain't it ain't nothing a big deal like that. So what advice? Do you have for let's talk to my students high school students and then parents i mean you're about to you're in your third year fourth year at Ole miss what's some advice knowing what you've gone through and where you are today that you would give to a student listening and it doesn't have to be about Ole miss just in general so i would say the biggest piece of advice is to the listeners, students, I would say the biggest piece of advice is know what you want to go to school for. Like, don't don't just go to school to go into something that you think you might want to do. You really need to know what you want to do before you start taking that major, taking all those classes, spending all those hours and the money on these classes, and then getting to your into your junior year, into your senior year, and being like, I really don't want to do this anymore, and then. Now you're having to start all over mm-hmm. and change your major. And a lot of people have to do that. And, you know, that's one thing that, you know, if I probably could have changed my major, I would have probably went into education. Just so uh, because when I first started college, I had these, you know, big dreams of coaching college basketball and, uh, you know, moving around the country and different stuff like that. But as I've kind of gotten older and went through college, you know, they say you find yourself in college. And, you know, being a small town kid, uh, you know, I've kind of realized that's where I want to stay at is my small town and uh you know working in the community and around north mississippi is really what i want to do so like coaching high school basketball there would mean a whole lot to me uh so you know looking back i wish i could have went into the education part of it uh i am minoring in education and all i would technically have to do to be able to get a teaching license to be able to do that is uh, kind of take like a summer class and go the, like what they call the alternate route in Mississippi to get your teaching license and stuff. So it wouldn't be too hard of a transition bill to do that. But I definitely think, you know, knowing what you want to do is really important. And what about to the parents out there listening? I don't know if you had, we call them out where I live, helicopter parents, hovering parents that are trying to live their life vicariously through their kids or yep, push yep, them. Yep. Um, but how were your parents or not even how were your parents, what advice would you give to parents, knowing that what you know? Uh, in, in terms and of? This whole college search and admission process and their students. Well, if, you know, if it's your first time going through it and, uh, you know, most of the parents probably been to college, so like they kind of know what it was like for them, them getting in. But, you know, for us, it was a, it was a long process. It was a lengthy one, you know, uh, dealing with like the, all the financial aid stuff, uh, all that different stuff. You know, it gets old and it gets old fast when you're going through it every year, trying to fill out all the paperwork and 
especially when I uh, transferred in from my community college, uh, it wasn't exactly a smooth process because it was, I was actually trying to, I actually didn't realize I was transferring because I was supposed to do another year junior college, but I didn't realize I was transferring until July. So I was like last minute trying to apply and get into Ole Miss. And so obviously waiting that late, my fault, you know, I didn't know. But and so the process took a long time. You know, we were kind of like, which my, my parents were like, they're like, oh, we got to get this done now. We're, we're on time. We got to, you know, always be on time. We got to do this, do that. And then, you know, they kind of freak out a little bit. But I was like, uh, I was like, you know, it's all going to work out. It's all going to fall in place. Like, you know, I'm not worried about it. But the mission process kind of took a little bit longer than we thought it was. Uh, and getting kind of the stuff, we kind of were crunching for time. And then doing like the, uh, uh, you know, this, this was pre-COVID. So it was like we actually did, we were able to get like tours and do all that kind of stuff. And like, uh, uh, what's the kind of the first day? Or college, whenever you go visit or whatever, and they got like the student orientation. Yeah, orientation. Yes. Yep. Or student orientation. You know, that was a that was a big day for me. You know, finally getting to campus, and uh, you know, because I had been to Ole Miss football games. I've been in the Grove. I had done all that kind of as a kid and stuff. So like, I knew what it was about. I knew I'd like the campus and want to be there. And but, and of course, in high school, we actually took visits to like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, some other colleges, and uh, but. I knew I would like it at Ole Miss, and uh, so whenever I got there for the orientation, you know, walking around, I realized everybody was really nice. Staff, everybody in the, um, in all the offices, they help out with financials and just uh, admissions and different things like that. Everybody's really helpful. They're really nice, and so uh, the advice part of it, you know, just be prepared for a lengthy, long process. You know, obviously college is expensive. It ain't cheap. You know, if you go the, the university route and some schools are a lot more expensive than others. And then another thing to obviously consider is like, you know, in-state tuition, out-of-state tuition. That's that's huge. Austin, in-state tuition at Ole Miss is like 9000 Yep. Okay? For out-of-state, for us Californians going to Ole Miss, it's 25000 Yes. All right? Yep. And, and that's just the tuition. That has nothing to do with yeah. what I always like to consider parents. You, you got to tack on additional Minimum ten to fifteen thousand for airfare, hotel, taking them to all the places on the square. Yeah, that yeah. that that adds up. Books. Um, I mean, um, you know, if you got scholarship stuff, books. Some of that kind of stuff takes care of itself. But you know, if you if you're going in with not a lot of scholarships, I wouldn't recommend going out of state anywhere. Pretty much, you know, even like myself, I wanted to go to West Virginia, work for Bob Huggins, uh, but. Uh, you know, that being one of my options, I was, you know, I, I really so out of, think. So out-of-state tuition played a factor. Finances right. played a factor. You wanted exactly. to go to Bug- Huggy Bear. Yep, yep, right? yep. And be in Morgantown. I have a friend. His daughter's going to go play volleyball okay. in West Virginia. But uh, Morgantown, I've never been on that campus. I want to go there. Have yep. you been there? I have not been there. Okay, so you wanted to go there, but finances, this is huge because not everybody's from fucking Newport Beach and not everybody yep. has money. Yep, yep. So, hello, this is real life. Yeah. I'm talking to yep. real life right here, yep. Mississippi, and you had to make that decision to go in state. Yep, right, right, right. Which obviously, you know, looking back now, like I'm glad I did it. You know, I'm, you know I, w- I wouldn't want to spend in my college, you know, experience working for any other basketball team or going to any other school. I'm glad I chose to stay in state. You know, work for you know our state's university, and right. uh, you know helping this basketball program, which is really what I wanted to do the most of. And you know, I'm glad I chose to stay in state in the long run. But 
it was that was a big factor in me not going to Morgantown at West Virginia because of the out-of-state tuition and not been able to pay for that and plus uh, I would have probably been living off campus so like then you got to count in rent and different things like that the expenses add up they did add you up. did you did your parents like say hey Austin like this that's out of state that's gonna be a little bit more financially or did you say mom dad like I know it's gonna cost a lot so I'm not even gonna look there although I want to go there yeah you know it was kind of a uh, they they were telling me that you know obviously it was gonna be expensive which I, I once I was looking into it and I had talked to one of the assistant coaches up there and started looking in and uh, I realized that it was gonna be a little expensive and then they were telling me it was going to be a little expensive. So uh, I kind of started leaning, like, not towards it just because, you know, I didn't want to put my parents and stuff in a bind like that. And, uh, you know, uh, just kind of looking around at, like, different apartments and stuff they got up there. I was like, man, you know, this stuff, it ain't, it ain't cheap. It does add it up. It adds up. So now, I, now we're getting to fifty, sixty thousand 60000 yeah, out of state. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think collectively we, we – me and my parents both, we just kind of collectively decided, you know, that's probably not it. And uh, I was, you know, like I was saying, you know, after we kind of figured out, you know, that probably wasn't going to be it. We kind of uh, were going to, uh, I was just going to keep going to junior college route that second year until the coaching changes happened. My dad and uh, Thomas Gray talked. Uh, he said, you know, come on up to the practice facility one day. I went in, got a little interview going. Uh, they kind of asked me about some questions and things like that. And then, you know, they were like, you know, you can come work. You know, you can start whenever you start school. And yeah. so. Okay, what's your uh, favorite memory, being a student manager? Student manager favorite memory. Ooh, there are some good ones. My first year, you know, we went to the NCAA tournament. We had Terrence Davis, mm-hmm. uh, and Tyree, who's, you know, in the G League right now, graduated last year. And then, you know, we still had Devontae Shuler. Uh, you know, Terrence Davis playing for Toronto. Uh, I would say it was – I'd say a lot of the, the good memories come from that year just because uh, last year we didn't do so great and then we lost the first round of the tournament. But then the next day everything was canceled because of COVID. Right. We were the only team to lose in the tournament, in the <laughs> SEC tournament. Yeah, hey, uh, that's a trivia question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but um, favorite memory – probably, yeah, definitely probably from that first year. I think this one will go down as a pretty good memory, you know, working the SEC tournament. Uh, you know, hopefully I'm making better memories whenever we make it to Indianapolis, hopefully this week. Uh, but, man, I think we had a, we had really two big wins that year over Auburn. They were really good. And we played Auburn at home, and I'm talking about the place was packed. You know, the student section was rocking, and then we ended up beating them. And I think we ended up getting ranked, like, top 25 I think we were like 24 25 something in there like we were a top 25 team at one point because we won like 10 straight SEC games or eight straight or something like that and uh, yeah. so we were on a roll and then kind of at the end of the SEC slate we kind of fell off that year and then uh, we were an eight seed going into the tournament now I just think about you and your you brought back some memories where coach Davis puts you out in the practice facilities and we used to play against UNLV and he, he said Fong come out here like we had I was like one of the only managers we had like eight players playing defense with my teammates against like five right are, you, are the rebounding drill we like yep. with the pads yep. it's fun yep. getting out yep. there yep. Yep. right yep. it's fun or like sweaty you, running around yeah our, our, our on the road trips leaving at the end of practice we always used to do half court shots yep, yep. right yep. so well 
I'm going to leave with this because we started talking about, and you hit on a big theme about connecting and networking. I'm going to throw out a name. And you tell me when's the last time, even if you know this name, because if you don't, like I tell every student athlete and I'm telling every student manager, you want to get into networking, you want to work in the athletic administration or, or go far. When's the last time you communicated with Keith Carter? Ooh, uh, I've never actually sat down. I don't think I've ever actually sat down. and had a full conversation uh, with uh, Keith. Uh, but he has, he's very involved in our athletics. You know, he's a great athletic director. Uh, he comes to every game. He's in the locker room after the games pretty much when, you know, when we win and do stuff like that. Uh, you know, other than just kind of the short, like, you know, you know, shaking his hand when he walks by, little fist bump. Because, you know, he's a big basketball guy. He played for Ole Miss. You know, he was on the team that uh, the only team to ever make it to the Sweet 16 mm-hmm. in Ole Miss basketball history. So, you know, he's a big Ole Miss basketball guy. And so, you know, he, he loves it. You know, he kind of understands the lifestyle, going around, being a manager, different things like that. Uh, so my challenge to you is before you graduate, okay, you reach out to him. Just let him know who you are. Right. That you appreciate being part of the Ole Miss program. Right. And that whatever you do in life, you want to stay connected. Today... I still keep in touch with probably several athletic directors. And then they all move. Like, who knows? Keith Carter may be going somewhere else. Right. So there's my one challenge to you, okay? Gotcha. And then my next challenge, you might know this or you might not. Who's the chancellor? Who's the president of Ole Miss? Ooh. They just recently got a new chancellor. I'm pretty sure it is Glenn Boyce. (laughs) Is that right? You got it. (laughs) All right. You took some time, but you got it. Yeah. You got it. Normally, normally it was kind of on the tip of my tongue because (laughs) I remember seeing, like, you get emails from the school and stuff, and, you know, it's messages from him. And so, like, I kind of – Especially during COVID. Yes, yeah. You're not on campus a whole lot. I quiz every student on this podcast because eventually you're going to get a job, and you got to know who you're working for. I always ask who the CEO is. So after I started doing these podcasts – like last year during COVID, I started asking my daughters, I go, do you know who Anna Marie Kachi is? And my daughter goes, oh, that's the president of Washington. And I go, how do you know that? She goes, the only way I know that is because she sends emails during COVID. <laughs> yes. She goes, if it wasn't COVID, I would not know who that is. Exactly. I was like, well, you better flipping know who she is. <laughs> so Yeah, they're pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think Keith Carter is more important because that's like – someone here in the athletic department that you can see that's visible that you could touch right and and can help you whatever you want to do along with your coach kermit davis right right right. um austin it's been great i know you got practice to head up to yep yep. we're here in nashville we're doing the student manager podcast from one former student manager to another student manager do you know you're my third student manager in a row um and we're doing this march madness back-to-back-to-back podcasts. I always release them on Friday. We had Creighton's on, we had Baylor's on, and now you're the third one. Yours was just accidental. You just never know what might happen. Hey, you never know, man. You just never know who you're going to run into. And like you said, networking, you know. And, uh, you know, one thing I tell people, one thing that really pays off in life is always be nice to everybody. You never know who you're going to run into. You know, especially in this industry, like, they always tell you, never burn a bridge. You know, you you might not, you might have a situation where you, you know, you disagree with somebody or you get in an argument with somebody, you know, don't burn that bridge with them. You know, you never know what else is going to open up with that person, where they're going to be at, you know, because you might want that job that they got and they might be able to help you out if you don't ever burn that bridge with them.
episode 63, Austin Roberts, student manager, Ole Miss. Fonger News, out.